dogs will can only tell you by their body language how they're feeling. So they do have different body language for fear, and they do have you know they respond differently when they're anxious. And fear and anxiety are two different emotions. Fear is always directed at something you can put a label on, such as I'm frightened of other dogs or I'm frightened of unfamiliar people. And so dogs that are, f are frightened, you know, they'll, they'll very often be barking or growling, giving warning signals, their hackles will be up. Um, <clears throat> they might have an approach, retreat sort of behavior. They startle at small sounds and movements. But anxiety is a different emotion in that um, they're anticipating things going wrong. And so it's a very debilitating emotion for them because it starts to generalize, it doesn't go away. So when they're anxious, they can do things, you know, quite bizarre things like yawning and, and licking their lips, which most owners wouldn't really kind of realize as an anxious behavior. But, you know, when they're anxious, there's a lot of muscle tension, so they can stretch uh, or yawn to relieve that tension. Um, or if they've got a lot of stress hormones, their mouth will get very dry as well. So they'll start to try and relieve that dryness with licking their lips or this kind of tongue flick. And uh, as I say, not every time you see your dog yawning or stretching or licking its lips, but if, if it's in a situation that's within a context, that it is in an anxious situation, some of the things that you'll see would be those kind of behaviours. I actually have a question about mounting behavior because mm -hmm. uh, same-sex <coughs> dogs they would mount each other too. Yeah, mounting mounting behavior is not necessarily sexual, and in fact, it seldom is sexual. The motivation for mounting is you know, there are many, many um, motivations. It can be frustration. It can be because the dog gets you know highly aroused, but not in a sexual way, an emotional arousal. Um, it can be attention-seeking. The dog learns that when it does that behavior, it gets a lot of attention from the owner. Um, it can just be overexcitement. Lots of motivations for, for mounting behavior. But it can also be status-related, where one dog will try and establish a, a higher status than the, than the other dog that it mounts. And a lot of dogs are actually afraid of um, lightning and thunders and, and loud noises. Mm -hmm. You said that we can actually use um, desensitization CDs? Yes, I mean, thunder phobia is quite common in Hong Kong. So we've got a long thunder storm season from sort of April to October, so they're getting a lot of exposures. And the more exposure that you have to those things, you know, the, the behavior and the, re the reactions sort of start to get worse over time. Um, so, you know, when all the thunder season's over, we can start a process of desensitization when we use. Um, CDs that have all those sounds on it and we start to, to play them on a regular basis um, over a period of months um, when the dog's doing something fun, uh, playing or eating so that it starts to make a positive association with those sounds. Um, and you know that can be very, very effective. And it may not stop the phobia completely, but it will certainly uh, reduce it maybe to a more manageable level. If you have a puppy that really is very, very timid, that's frightened of everything, frightened of its own shadow, then you know it's one of those situations where we would advise delay, at least delaying the neutering, because sometimes the only sort of confidence the dog has is because of the testosterone. And if you then remove that, that timidity and fear can actually get worse and it can make your behavior problems worse. So just to give it a little bit more time. To socialize your dog at an early age, 
Dr. Cynthia Smiley recommends using the three to five second rule. The, the three to five second rule is, is, is a really good sort of strategy because a lot of dogs, most dogs in fact, you know, have a motivation to sniff and greet. Uh, at least as a minimum. <clears throat> and if you keep preventing them, then as I say, they, they are going to sort of feel that other dogs are threatening because they're constantly being pulled back. But if you want to, you should be introducing them for um, a sniff and greet, but only for three seconds, maximum five. The reason being that most dogs can cope with the three seconds, all right? But then if the interaction is prolonged, they don't know how to progress the interaction. So either your dog starts to react or the other dog uh, will start to react because it's not just your dog necessarily that's got the problem it's also meeting other dogs that you know may <clears throat> also not have very good social skills so you're better to have short successful interactions of three seconds that go well and then you say to the dog come on let's go let's go rather than letting the interaction go on for too long and then it all goes you know it all goes wrong um, and so, you know, the more times you can have those successful interactions, the, the better they'll start to kind of learn. Mm -hmm.